still look pretty the podcast hey guys welcome back to the sit still look pretty podcast we're your hosts summer and vanessa so today i thought we would speak about rejection So we're going to go through three different areas of rejection today. We're going to go through rejection in the workplace, rejection in your friendships, because I think as much as many of us don't realise it, sometimes there are some rejections in your friendships. And then we're going to go into rejections in your romantic relationship. So first, I think we're going to go into the work life, as I said, and I'm, it's going to be quite anecdotal. I'm going to give you guys a bit of an anecdote from my own personal experience. I don't know if Vanessa's going to go into an anecdote of hers. I think she might. And then we will give a kind of summary. And then, yeah, that's how all three of the sections are going to be handled. So first, my rejection. I'm going to talk about a really big one that really hit home for me, I think, during my time at law school. Now that we have finished uni, I think I look back on it in a very different light. And I think you're really going to see that through through my advice. And I feel like that this is why this is such a good anecdote to choose for this section. So there was this company that I really wanted to to do a vacation scheme for. And if some of you don't know, when you are a law student, they very much push if you want to be a solicitor for example, they very much push vacation schemes, legal experience, things like that. Vacation schemes are like two week periods where you work at a firm or in an in-house legal team or things like that in a different business um, to sort of get that legal experience. And I'm not going to name the company, but there was a company that I wanted to work for really badly. And I filled out their vacation scheme. I saw them at the career fair and I sat there and listened to the entire talk that they gave, the entire presentation that they gave. And at the end of it I even spoke to them and I told them how like in awe I was and really wanted to do it and then I found out they had a 10 stage test like application process and it was the most traumatic thing but I wanted it so badly that I was like I'm just going to do this so I sat in the library and for two days I sat there and I got through the first four stages and I was so crushed because I had failed so early on and they obviously rejected my application because it was it had not fulfilled all of the requirements and I felt completely rejected I felt completely disheartened especially because the people that I spoke to at the careers fair they told me how likely I was to pass and how easy it was to get through this test and I was like why didn't I do this correctly and things like that and I went to the feedback that they gave it was quite general feedback and um, I found out that my issue was regarding the problem solving I missed it by a few marks the problem solving test and I went and I YouTubed and I researched how to to perfect that testing so for the next application process next time around I could I could do it I didn't end up doing it and this is because I completely went down a different path I went down a different perspective I got a new drive for still legal career but a different avenue of a legal career I look back at that now and how badly I wanted it and now sitting here taking a completely different approach to my legal career and I'm thinking wow I was so crushed and I felt so rejected and I felt so disheartened by that rejection from that that company and now I sit here and I don't even want to do that and I think this is the the main thing that I'm going to reinforce to you guys from this rejection specifically is that 
you may really want something so badly and that rejection will really hit home in that moment but what is meant for you will be for you if I had all of the correct skills if my problem solving skills were great and I probably would have passed the next test and who knows maybe I would have failed at another hurdle maybe I would have succeeded but if I had everything I needed to have in that moment in time then I wouldn't have I wouldn't have been rejected and now I didn't I don't even want to do that so I think very much like you have to look at rejections as minor setbacks you will get rejected at some point in your life I don't know one person that has gone through their life and just always been accepted in every sense of the word in every friendship every relationship every workplace every I don't know one person that's been in that situation and I think rejection is very much a part of dealing with the setback accepting what you may not have all of the skills or you may not have all of the experience that they're requiring and yeah what about you V? I think a lot of people are so concerned with the end goal with the perfect sort of outcome that we forget to enjoy the destin not the destination but the journey to the destination and rejection is part of the journey it's part of life is never just like smooth sailing it's always you have to encounter some small little icebergs or but it's never smooth sailing and you have to be prepared to capsize at some point you know and don't despair it's not the end of the road you just have to take the capsize accept the rejection accept the I wouldn't say failure but accept the setback and readjust accordingly readjust your path according to it now this isn't to say give up on it if you encounter a certain obstacle or whatever do be resilient about it and do persist by any means but I think part of this is also kind of sussing out or measuring out when it's time to actually just give up on it where you're just sort of just trying to revive a dead person (laughs) or if you're just being resilient about Mm. it because you think that there is a possibility that things might end up the way you want them to but in terms of rejection in the workplace I think the key thing to remember with this is that it sometimes what you have to offer may not be what the employer is looking for and a lot of law firms they really fork out a lot of money whether that's with trainee lawyers or whether that's with students on vacation schemes it's a lot of money it costs them a lot of money to train people and what you might have to offer in terms of what you can bring to the table may not be what they're looking for now this isn't to say that you're not prepared or that you're not uh, knowledgeable or that you don't have the skills it's just maybe your skills pertain more to intellectual property uh, knowledge and the law firm is maybe looking for insurance law knowledge so don't take it personally I think is the very 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 overarching thing with this episode because rejection it can really strike home and it can really affect you and cripple you and devastate you because obviously it matters to you in in that particular moment but don't take it personally in life don't take anything personally because the way people uh they the way people recite information or the way people give out information is they give it out very objectively we receive it and we attach emotion to the things that are said to us and that's why we think that they are personal but actually people who say this are just in pursuit of their own goals 
of their own purpose of their own interests and so are you so don't take it personally I think would be the first the first thing I would say and when you get rejected there's always other possibilities we we say this and this applies to all of the areas of your life not just work rejection is redirection rejection is redirection rejection is redirection remember that you're gonna put them in a trance if you keep doing that (laughs) (laughs) um well have I hypnotized them I don't know who knows maybe but yeah I mean it just depends on the way you see it the person who sends information and the way you receive it is very is very different we spoke about failure in another episode of the blueprint so if you want please have a have a listen to that because it was kind of very similar to some of the themes that we touch on in here um another thing to remember with rejection in the workplace i think is also that corporate culture rewards sacrifice rather than personal productivity now this is a bit of a controversial viewpoint and i do realize you don't have to agree with me but remember that and also remember that when you go and get a job they are looking for a very particular someone so sell that dream sell that dream and get that job now i'm not saying go to a airline pilot job and act like you can pilot a plane please don't do that but when people are hiring when companies are hiring they're looking for very specific people so perpetrate that narrative and sell what they're looking for think as think of yourself as something to sell and basically make yourself to have those qualities that that company is 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 looking for and i have an anecdote to go with this before summer comes back in last summer when covid hit I went to a job interview to be a waitress, right? Because I was just like, you know what? I'm bored at home. I might as well just have a job. And I have no, I had no experience of being a waitress. And I still don't to this day, actually. I've never served food. I've never even held a tray in my hand. In fact, I don't even think I can even balance one on my hand. And I went to the job interview. I was very honest about it. I was like, hey, so I want this job, but... I don't have the experience. I've never been a waitress. I have worked in hospitality before. So I have very good customer service skills. Basically, I had everything that they were looking for except the waitressing experience. I was very honest about it. And I, they took a chance on me, man. Like they, they messaged me afterwards and they were like, you have the job. I didn't follow through with it because I ended up having finding another job. But I did, I did get a waitressing job with absolutely no experience. And that was because I was empathetic to the needs of the employer. I understood the employer's concerns about me. I understood the fact that he was scared that I had no experience. I addressed that fear by saying that I am willing to learn and that I can, I can put all of my other skills to use and gain as much experience as possible. And by addressing those fears, I ended up getting it my way, which is why resilience and uh, just being empathetic overall is very important skill to have. Yeah, I think linking to this, I saw a meme on Instagram, right? And this does relate. I'm not just trying to make jokes. This girl had posted that she had a 2-1 in a law degree. She posted her certificate. And then next to it, she posted a rejection from McDonald's, right? And this very much links into your skill set and being empathetic to the employer, but also things that are outside of your control, especially when it comes to your work-life rejections. 
they rejected her in my personal opinion because she's overqualified and there is such thing as being overqualified if you have skills and loads of different qualifications bachelor's master's phd anything and you go to apply for a job at like burger king or something like that they will know that you're not a sustainable candidate you're not going to stay on because you are have a high chance of getting a job elsewhere from your qualifications you have you are more likely to you know perhaps this girl this woman she would have got an acceptance for a training training contract she would have left mcdonald's instantly instantly because sometimes the rejections that you receive in the work life come outside of your control they aren't all in your control all you have to do is you have to work on having the best possible skills the best possible you know experience and things like that in what you want to do and what was what is meant for you will be for you your skill set will match the correct employer when it's at the correct time think about one of the times where perhaps you worked when you were younger and everyone was like it's really silly to get a job at this age but you enjoyed it you enjoyed it so much and you really thrived and you got so much experience and you felt like it was so much more worthwhile getting a job at that age because of the transferable skills it enabled you to have that you were familiar with work life so when you went to uni you could get a job you see what I mean? What's meant for you in that moment will be for you. And when it comes to rejection, especially in the workplace, I'm not saying that every rejection you're going to get is going to be the fault of the employer. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is sometimes there are situations. So if you sit there and beat yourself up and take it personally, like Vanessa said, you're constantly going to be in this loop of negative feelings. And these negative feelings are going to stop you from reaching your higher self and progressing. I think a lot of the rejection that people face in the workplace is nothing to do with them and everything to do with the employer actually now that I think about it because think about it if you were a business owner put yourself in the shoes of the employer right you would be looking for a very specific someone a very 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 specific person who you'd want to do this job right and you will reject and reject and reject until you come across the right person and it's nothing to do with the people it's just to do with the, the, the image that the employer is looking for and this also is why it's so important to do research about companies before you go to a job interview before you apply to a law firm before not just law firms just in general who founded the company what does the company stand for what are their aims what is the workplace like what is their corporate culture like how can you help them what can you bring to the table this is what employers want to hear you could have five degrees from oxford one degree from stanford and another degree from harvard if you can't hold a conversation and you can't bring anything to the table that the employer is looking for then that's all you have degrees that's all you have so there is a very big emphasis on education and getting good grades and but people seem to get that twisted with just before, just because they have good grades and they come from a reputable university that they will walk into a place and the employer is just going to that's it dash out job offers like it's hot bread no and in fact i've met people who have gone to very prestigious universities and have struggled to get jobs it's nothing to do with the university you go to and everything to do with how you can use those skills voice how you can use your skills mm. so i think yeah that's what i would have to say in regards to rejection in the workplace yeah just to quickly link onto this before we go on to rejection in your like friendships quote from my my dad where he said that you'll never be rich working for somebody else now my stepdad doesn't have any a, a degree i am a first gen uni um, student uni graduate um and he doesn't have a degree but he's had three businesses 
in the past i don't know maybe like 12 15 years and none of them have gone bankrupt none of them have gone insolvent he's just changed his route closed one down opened another one because he has those interpersonal skills he doesn't have a degree to back him up he has skills that he's developed throughout his life from working from for somebody else to now learning skills on his own in in our house on our laptops trying to figure things out and you know experience new things a lot of this is also people skills a lot of it is 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 people skills in fact if you think about it when you get rejected you have to know how to handle the rejection in the sense that this is a tip that i use like all the time and actually it works wonders so feel free to try it out and let me know how it goes for you but when somebody gives you a straight up no don't just take it just question why is it a no why but don't use first person it just say it seems that and then maybe you can say it seems that you have some worries about whether I can fulfill this job or whether I can carry out this job or it seems that you're worried that I may be underqualified or whatever and then that forces the person who's giving out the rejection to reanalyze their thoughts and reanalyze why they came to that no decision in the first place and chances are the second time round they will give you a, a, a different answer and when they reveal those thoughts and feelings that they have when you say it seems that because then they will elaborate on those feelings then that's your opportunity to see what they're actually thinking and what they actually have in terms of fears towards you and you can address them there on the spot you don't have to do some long email or wait for a phone call when they say no question it question it because then they will re it will force them to rethink their decision through and reanalyze the thought patterns that led them to that outcome in the first place. Just quickly linking to that, don't question them in a prideful way as if you're deserving. Question them in a I see that you may have some concerns. Is there anything that I can answer right now or any questions you want me to answer that would help you come to a decision? You know, don't be like you should change your mind because it seems like you don't like me. So don't come at it from that perspective. Come at it from I see you maybe a little bit reserved in, you know, the skills that I could bring to the table. Is is there anything I can elaborate on to help you with your decision? Something like that. Not always will you get an answer. Sometimes they will be like, Oh, uh no, that's fine. Thank you very much. Especially if you're going for a job in a big corporate business where they will probably have a hundred applications a day you know but there are certain times where that will work because they will be like oh they really are willing to change and another thing about job applications and job interviews as well they like to see that you have drawbacks that you're actively working on they want to see that you want to grow as an individual whether that be in your work life or your social life or your mental health anything like that they want to see that you're able to grow because that means that they're able to kind of mold you into you know the best candidate for them but also they will see that you are driven and open and honest about who you are also i would even go as far as to say don't even question it just say it seems that and then state whatever you whatever your vibe is whatever you're gathering from the situation because if you if you're inquisitive about it and you say like oh if you might have any questions that i could clear up or whatever then the person who's interviewing you might just be like oh no there's no questions or whatever because then you just leave it open-ended don't leave it open-ended just make your statement and let them elaborate on it obviously it might not work all the time and definitely in some circumstances it might not but just suss out the situation and act accordingly also if you're going for like a sales job and they say no 
as a rejection and then you just take it, then what does that show about you? Because obviously you're going to make calls to people to sell things or whatever and then they'll say no. So then what? You just hang up the phone. You know, just try harder to make the company more profit. Let's move on to rejection in friendships because I think this is a very big one. Yeah, um, we did want to do friendships and relationships. We wanted to do them separately very much because they are kind of separate. You know, that quote, you know, friends can break your heart too and things like that. I feel like that very much encompasses a lot of a lot of people. And I think a lot of people have kind of faced that during this COVID situation at a distance, had a lot of self-reflection time to realise who their true, true friends are. So Again, I'm going to give a little bit of an anecdote. This is not something I talk about very often. And, um, you know, I won't be naming any names, of course, because there's no need there's no need to to do that really but um in sixth form I went through quite a difficult time especially with a friendship group my friendship group changed quite um significantly and it was a very kind of incestuous kind of toxic immature kind of friendship where we all thought we were older than than we were I think there was fault on many different sides and I very much felt like I wasn't part of the friendship group like they weren't my friends a lot of them were friends outside of outside of school and they had come to my sixth form or they had joined their friends from outside in the sixth form obviously they were all a lot closer to each other than they were they were to me and I felt very left out I felt very isolated and I very much went into myself and I very much constantly felt like I had to prove myself and I think this is very much the crux of how rejection and confidence kind of go hand in hand because it taught me to know who I am and know my worth and like Drake said (laughs) It very much taught me how to to know my worth and to realise who I am and to not settle for less. And people often talk about this in romantic relationships, but I feel like not often enough they talk about it in friendships as well. And those platonic relationships where you feel like you're giving and they're just taking from you because you can encounter people that will take on your energy. And if you're confident enough in yourself and you're knowledgeable enough in yourself and you know your worth in every aspect of your life, not just of the love you're re- you should be rewarded with and not just your standards and how your romantic relationship should go, but you should also have standards for your friends. I'm not the sort of person that, like from that sixth form experience, it very much taught me that I don't want to have a big friendship group. I just want to have quality friends. And I think people hear this a lot. But the way I implement that is now I've, found out what my morals are how I view myself my confidence in myself also my insecurities as well I've realized who I am as an individual and realized who I need in my life and I have now picked my friends based off their morals they obviously don't know that I don't like sit them down for an interview like I didn't like meet Vanessa in like the first few weeks of union sit her down and be like yeah so what are your morals let's see if we are compatible this is not star signs but I very much got to know her over a period of time and have realized how in tune our morals are our backstory is views on a lot of different things we're very similar but we're also very different I also like friends for example who can tell me how it is whether I like it or not sometimes it's nice to have a bit of sympathy but I think the tough love friends are the friends that I really need in my life and you know it's things like this I've dealt with the rejection I've learned from it I've developed who I am as an individual who I'm supposed to be and who I want to be and I've picked my friends accordingly and whether I encounter I encountered another rejection in the friendship actually October last year which is quite sad I had known this friend for um two years and You know, it was one of those situations where I don't think I very much knew myself enough and I don't think we knew each other enough. I think at university especially, you're very much thrown into a lot of friendships because you're seeing that person every day um, and things like that. And when you're learning stuff about people and like Vanessa said, 
in the law perspective episode regarding uni and our overall experience at law school when you live with somebody you realize who they are and they realize things about you that you might not necessarily realize when you're just going to lectures with them for example you're just seeing them during school so yeah I think the main thing I would say about overcoming your rejection in your friendships would probably be to have that confidence in yourself but also accept that you are not your whole person yet and it's very difficult to know who you're supposed to be right now because you haven't been through half of the stuff that you will go through in your life but pick the friends who where you have identified your insecurities and things that you need to work on or things that may not change and you've just accepted that that's who you are and friends who will also accept that maybe you need a bit more empathetic friends maybe you're somebody who can't is not so emotive and you you find emotion quite uncomfortable so you wouldn't then go pick friends that are very emotional because then it would make you uncomfortable you know just things like this that's a very surface level way to deal with rejection in in friendships and how to overcome it and find new friends but um yeah I think you know knowing yourself would be my main one I mean, rejection and friendships is a very, not sensitive topic for me, but it definitely hits home because I'm the type of person to bend and break and to try and fit into places that maybe aren't meant for me, people that aren't meant for me. I try and fix everybody because I try and, because I think I can fix everyone type situation. And it's caused me a lot of grief over the years I've faced a lot of rejection when it comes to to this department I when I moved here from Romania I was 11 years old I barely spoke a word of English and I started out in a school in South London and nobody wanted to be friends with me because I was this like Romanian kid who barely knew English who had a very thick Romanian accent and you know I wasn't interesting I wasn't I had nothing to offer I had nothing to bring to the table and although friendships are cool and amazing and fun it's a lot of give and take as well with friendships so if I can't offer anything then not a lot of people want to become friends with you because friendship is, is is a balance you give some you take some and if you have nothing to give then all you can do is take and that becomes draining for other people but in terms of yeah in terms of rejection I think it's also a matter of projection sometimes rejection is a lot of projection especially when it comes to friends I think actually when it comes to friends people will reject you because maybe your paths aren't in alignment with theirs maybe they feel intimidated by you and the the reality is we all have our purposes we all have our why the reason why we do things the way we do them the reason why we strive so hard to get good grades and the reason why we work so hard and to other people it might look like we're I don't know nerds or geeks or whatever you want to call them but really we've just seen what life is like and we just want better for ourselves so we're going to work harder for it and if that makes us look like nerds then so be it because I've always had the situation I don't know about summer but I change schools quite often in my secondary my secondary years and every single school that I went to had like a group of popular kids and the popular kids were like rebellious they would always not do their homework and always just kind of like muck about or whatever and obviously I wanted to be a cool kid I wanted to be popular or whatever I didn't want to sacrifice my grades and my potential future either so I was always pretty much like an outcast I was always rejected I was always just sort of like seen as the teacher's pet or whatever and looking back at it I don't regret anything because although it was lonely I 
kept my eyes on the road and did what I needed to do to be where I am today. If I had just mucked about, then probably I will be where those people are today. Linking to this this kind of projection kind of element, um, when it comes to rejection in friends, not everyone's going to like you. Just because you are confident in yourself, you can't now project how great you are onto somebody else in the hopes that they're going to like you and they're going to want to be friends with you. Because like I said at the beginning you know how you pick your friends everybody has their own way of picking it whether you're conscious of it or not I think there is like a kind of mechanical element to surrounding yourself with with um, a particular group of people and I think that not everyone's gonna like you and you have to accept that that's a case you know someone will look at you and see how great you are and they'll be like yeah I want them to be my friend I may even want them to be my best friend and other people could look at you and they may have their own jealousy issues or they may have any of these feelings or they may just not like the qualities that you like so much about yourself and you know what that is okay it's a tough pill to to swallow and it's a tough cookie to crunch I don't even know if that's a natural phrase but actually it's to crack but whatever Uh (laughs) you have to accept that that's that's the reality of life this is the thing it's an ego thing as much as it is a personality thing because you personally I like to surround myself with people who I have things to learn from because I believe that we are the average of the average of five people that we spend the most time with and I always like to surround myself with people that I can learn things from yes it might be intimidating but I try to overlook the the fact that I'm intimidating by intimidated by them and see what I can learn from them and yeah it's it's also definitely an ego thing but like Summer said when it comes to rejection it's also rejection only hurts if you're a people pleaser because validation is like oil to our cogs it's like what keeps us going it's the reason why everybody dresses head to toe in designer and even though they probably had beans on toast for dinner not to say that there's anything being wrong with beans on toast for dinner but I'm just trying to say like they spend so much money to to make it look like they are well off when in reality so that society accepts them where in reality they might not even have money to I don't know buy the essential groceries or whatever and this is why it hurts so bad like we spend so much money buying the latest phones the best clothes the designer bags or whatever but actually so that we impress other people so that we don't get rejected by society and that's why rejection hurts the worst because you're trying to please people just please yourself please yourself everything that you do 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 it for you the present you and the future you every habit that you have think about it in the long term how is what i'm doing today how is that setting up foundation for a successful future i'm not saying don't have fun at all but i'm just trying to think about it that way people will always talk people will always laugh people will always have something to say you just need to just not hear them. And in fact, it's always the people who are doing less than you that criticize you. It's never the ones who are doing more because the ones who are doing more are, first of all, f- so focused on their path that they can't be asked to comment about what you're doing. And second of all, they don't criticize you because they know the bravery and the willingness it takes to make a first move, whether that's starting your own business, whether that's getting a job or whatever. They know how hard it is. So they're not going to criticize it because at the end of the day, even a little something is something rather than nothing. This is the best thing, the best piece of advice that I can give when it comes to rejection in the friendship group. Don't please other people. Don't do it for other people. Do it for you because 
when you do it for other people, you're just going to become unhappy because you're going to place your self-worth based on what other people think about you. I think we'll do another episode on this because this in itself deserves a whole sort of discussion. But rejection in a way is protection because anyone that was meant for you wouldn't have rejected you in the first place. So they're not in alignment with who you are as a person and what your values are. Yeah, I think very much just linking to that, your friends are not supposed to validate you. Your friends are just people that you want to learn and grow with and progress and have fun with. And, you know, they're not there to feed a part of your ego that is to remind you that you're a good person. Sometimes you will have days where you feel insecure and you feel low and you feel crappy and you just want to call your friend and be like, oh, I feel really crappy today. And they're like, come on, you are a bad bitch. Like, get your ass off the sofa let's go out let's have fun but they shouldn't be doing that all the time that's not how you should be looking at your friendship groups and you know linking to what Vanessa said about rejection being protection if that is what you're looking for in your friendships then them rejecting you may be a protection in themselves because they can't give you that they can't be that for you sometimes when you get rejected by friends they can't give you that support or that attention that you may need so then a new friend will come along where you where they will be able to do all of those things you know it's 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 a it's a variety it's an up and down situation and i think rejection and friendships is very nuanced um but yeah like vanessa said we will do um another episode on self-worth um and things like that just quickly to end this sort of section of this episode um the the the, the most influential people in this world are the ones who have been faced with a lot of rejection in themselves and they're people who are not afraid to be alone think Nelson Mandela think Martin Luther King think Mohammed Gandhi think Elon Musk these are people who were all called crazy at some point in their lives because they didn't fit in with what society had to say and what society specified that people should be like so when it comes to rejection in the friendship group don't mold yourself to be average You don't want to be average. You want to be more than average. You want to be extraordinary. And if you want to be extraordinary, you can't look for validation outside the outside world. You have to be the person who gives you that validation. The moment you stop relying on other people for validation is the moment you won't feel rejected anymore and is the moment you become a whole lot happier. You cannot base your happiness on other people's opinions of you. Let's move on to relationships and rejection. I feel like this is a very hot topic for good reason. I don't know one person that hasn't suffered, who has been in a relationship that hasn't suffered a rejection, whether that be from the person prior to the relationship or during and I just want to put a little disclaimer out there not every relationship is the same the these are very broad conversations to try and give you guys sort of a bit of guidance to narrow your your thought process when dealing with with rejection it kind of echoes kind of what I said in the friendships episode where sometimes people aren't meant for you and no matter how badly you want them and no no matter how badly you wanted it to be them and you wanted them to be your person and they've turned around and either openly said that they don't want to be with you which is i think gold dust in this generation especially because and if you choose to ignore it honey that's on you and i think it's gold dust especially because they have given you an answer so you listen to that answer you take you be like okay you don't want to be with me fine you know kind of wanted it to be them but they don't want to do that you can't make someone do something if they don't want to do it and when it comes to relationships 
and rejection you can't force that romantic person that romantic partner or the potential romantic partner to be someone they're not um i had a conversation with my best friend actually last night about rejection in relationships um and we spoke about how when you're in let's say the gen z term of situationships i feel like that's a common rejection because they like you enough but not enough to date you and i think that's a very common rejection i think that's the main one that our generation is is dealing with at the moment can i just say the way our generation is playing this game is absolutely ruthless it is it is heartbreaking to be a gen z in the dating scene it's it's absolutely surreal it's ruthless it really is like the whole situation tips i find it absolutely ridiculous but that may just be because i have low-key a traditional opinion of how relationships are supposed to go i don't think that is so irrational i don't think that's so irrational i think that's do you know what i don't think gen z and the whole like today's society has made it so that if you're asking for the bare minimum it's like you're asking somebody to put the stars in the sky it's it's surreal for the bare minimum the bare minimum <laughs> the bar is not even on the floor the bar is buried i say this all the time buried six feet it's underground. on the lower ground floor <laughs> you have to take an elevator to get there literally and sometimes they don't even want to take the elevator to get there <laughs> but yeah so this whole situation ships you know it's a rejection in itself and oftentimes they don't openly sit there and say to you that they don't want to be with you because they like to keep you around because quite often those that have you in situation ships man or woman non-binary these individuals are narcissists as far as i'm concerned it sounds very harsh but having someone around but you don't want to be with them but treating them or expecting them to treat you as a partner it's disgusting quite frankly it's disgusting when it comes to relationships and rejection there's two things i always i always say rejection is in love life feels a lot more personal not because it was an actual sort of rejection but because you're in love like with this not in love but you like the particular look of a scenario that you created in your own head and that's why you feel the rejection to be a lot more personal the rejection sometimes may not even come from the other person directly it's just the other person may not act to the sort of standard that you set in your head by creating a certain narrative in your head and then you just feel rejected by the situation this is why i always say look towards actions not words because people will say anything and believe me when i say this i've experienced it summer has experienced it people will say absolutely anything and everything that they think you might want to hear so don't put all your cards on the table leave a bit of leave a bit of mystery because when you just give it all away then you're giving all the power to the other person to say everything that you might want to hear and then when they say that then you just like oh he's definitely all i wanted but you you don't realize that actually you just gave him the ammunition he just pulled the trigger so just think about it that way and then the second thing i always say when it comes to rejection is effort is a direct reflection of interest pause that rewind it and play it again when somebody is saying all these things but actually doesn't do anything to prove them not to prove them all but to like show you that they clearly mean them he belongs to the streets (laughs) it's a rejection in itself if they say all of this stuff and their effort and their actions don't show the things that they say it's a rejection in in itself 
they don't have to say, oh, no, I don't want to be with you. If their words and their actions don't match, then that's a rejection in in, in itself and you need to walk away. Otherwise, you're just going to... If you stick around thinking that things are going to get better, things are never going to get better. Sorry to burst the bubble, but things are never going to get better. If the, if the person doesn't act right the first time around, there's no point doing it the second time around, third time around, fourth time around. If, if they wanted to act right in the first place, they would have. But anyway, back on the topic of rejection. So... Yeah, I mean, when it comes to to rejection in relationships, that's a very big part of it, what I just said in in regards to the idea that you create in your head. But also, it's in terms of, I guess, you feel like you've wasted your resources, you've wasted time, and you've wasted effort and energy on a particular, as Summer calls it, situationship. And that's why you might kind of refuse the rejection you might kind of just want to stick around and think that think that things are going to change because you've expended so much time and energy into a particular person that's not a good enough reason to stay if they have openly rejected you or if they have not so openly rejected you but subliminally rejected you then you need to respect yourself and walk away i actually recently i had a conversation where i had to call out a lie and um it wasn't a very natural thing for me to do. I'm not a very confrontational person, but I knew that this particular person had lied to me and I needed to just confront them to let them know that I know exactly what they did. And just because I acted stupid and turned a blind eye to it doesn't mean that I didn't notice it. And when I confronted them, it was very surreal because somehow it was all my fault that they lied. It was just very surreal, to be honest. It just got very personal and I got told that I wasn't a very good lawyer, which had absolutely nothing to do with the situation at hand. It was a very simple yes or no, did you lie to me type situation. And the conversation was just so like historical in terms of I was getting a... Uh, a whole sort of roundup of all the past events that have happened when all I was looking for was just a simple yes or no answer. And rejection in that sense was just very much projection. I wasn't being rejected because I wasn't offering anything. I wasn't trying to get anything out of it. So I guess you can't really say it was rejection in that sense. But it was rejection because of the fact that that person didn't even feel like they owed me the enough human basic decency and respect to just tell me the truth. People don't owe people anything, um, so that was a bit poorly phrased, but you guys get what I'm trying to say. It's the principle. 90, 99.9% of the time, I always say this and someone does too, it's the principle. I think when it comes to, I know the listeners that are, you know, hopeless romantics, traditional kind of love fanatics like you and I, I feel like it's, it's very important to reinforce that the standards that you have don't lessen them because you've been rejected by someone who you wanted to match them. Key. If you don't understand, I will repeat. Just because you've been rejected by somebody who couldn't match your standards doesn't mean that there's going to be someone out there that won't. You just live your life. What's meant to be will be for you, whether you are religious. I say this all the time, whether you're religious, spiritual, or you don't believe in any of that. I genuinely have a personal belief, and this is coming from me, that what's meant to be for you will be for you. The reasons you've been rejected by these people, most of the time you realise later down the line that you dodged a bullet. 
sometimes you'll be you'll be like all in love with this one with one person and then later down the line you'll be like oh my god he was actually kind of ugly i didn't actually like him oh my god what wait huh you know think with your head not with your heart or any other parts of your body a hundred percent and i think to kind of sum it all up i think when it comes to rejection in your romantic relationships it does hit home because it does kind of feel like a personal attack just like how we said in in the friendship it has nothing to do with you and everything to do with them rejection in terms of relationships is very much projection and if my anecdote with me being told that i was a bad (laughs) a bad lawyer if that doesn't exemplify the projection then i don't know what will guys um but i think we're gonna wrap it up there we will do a lot more of an in-depth discussion on relationships in our next in our next series so keep an eye out for that one because that one's going to be juicy that's where all the tea is gonna get spilled if you thought that this one was juicy (laughs) one cup of tea has been spilled in the next series it's going to be an entire kettle's worth so just keep an eye out but i hope that you know the advice that we gave you regarding work-life rejections friendships and romantic rejections has sort of given you a bit of a path a bit of guidance a bit of clarity um and i hope our anecdotes make you feel better about the fact that we too have also faced rejection everybody goes through it no matter what stage of your life you're in in fact the higher your standards are and the smarter you are and the more intelligent you are the more rejection you will face i am fairly certain of this Uh, that is absolutely Um, true wherever you are listening to this we hope that you have a really good day and remember to hydrate Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> stay stay hydrated everybody. <laughs> All right guys. See you later. Bye. Bye.